these black and yellow social insects swoop, swarm, and sting as they hover around their hive, which is both their home and hangout. But be careful, because you might get stung. We'll babble on about bees on this week's episode of FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. Hello, 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 my amigos. Welcome one, welcome all. It's time for another exciting edition of For Your English, FYI, the topic-based show. And what do you want to talk about this week? Well, this week we already have a topic. But if you want to hear about topics in the future, let me know. As I always say, some of my greatest suggestions, or at least my favorite episodes, have been episodes that didn't come from my mind. So keep those suggestions coming. And today I'm going to give you a little disclaimer before we start. I know nothing about bees. I never have. And I learned so much when I prepared this episode. So, as I always remind you guys, you aren't the only ones learning here. All right, let's take a look at our intro, which is chock full of vocabulary. I started off by saying these black and yellow social insects. Now, this is an interesting word because they are insects, but they are social insects, and we'll see why a little bit later. Black and yellow, obviously, we're referring to the color. And then we took a look at some cool verbs. They swoop. To swoop, it's kind of what a bird does, too. It says piombarar. Piombare, I think, is the word. And you guys think English is hard? Man, I don't know how to pronounce that word. Well, to swoop means to fly down low and then go back up again. And then I said swarm, the word swarm. And this is an interesting word because there was an app called Foursquare where you would check in. And then overnight, they changed the name to swarm. And a swarm is, oh, here's some more difficult vocabulary here. Schiame, nugolo, nugolo. Oh, my God. This is a mass of insects. And, of course, it's the name of the app because when a lot of people get together, there's a swarm of people. As I said, I'm learning so many words here myself. In fact, please correct me if I mispronounce them. I'm a student, too. Yeah, well, when it comes to something other than English, I'm usually learning. I love to learn. I have a thirst for knowledge. And then the next word I gave you was the word sting, which is an interesting one because mosquitoes bite. De hecho, lo llamáis afterbite o afterbite. And bees sting. But don't take my word for it. 
Listen to what Muhammad Ali had to say about it. I'm going to float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. That's right, the one and only Muhammad Ali float like a butterfly, sting like a bee as they hover around their hive. There's a lot of H there. And to hover, oh, here's another difficult word. This is killing me. Librarsi. Librarsi, it says here. It means to hang in the air. A helicopter is a perfect example of something that hovers. Also, these boats that kind of lift off the ground on a cushion of air, those are called hovercraft as well. So to hover around their hive, and I think hive is colmena, I believe you say, or colmenar. It says here, arnia. Oh my goodness. I didn't get one of these words, guys. I'm telling you, I just learned at least in the intro, at least six or seven new words. And I hope you have learned many words as well. And then I said it's both their home, su casa, su hogar. And we have an expression that is home is where the heart is. And it's also their hangout. And their hangout is el sitio donde ellos quedan. Your local hangout could be the local bar, for example. And then I tried to be punny. Punny, gracioso. Pero por el juego de palabras, because of a pun, right? It's a mix of the word pun and funny. So punny. I said, be careful. See how I extended my B over there? Because you might get stung. So we already said sting is the verb. So it's sting, stung, Stung. The bee stings you and you get stung. And then you heard the Wilhelm scream. What? The Wilhelm scream, it's called. I don't know if it's pronounced like that, but it's this scream. <coughs> and I know you've heard that scream a million times because it was a scream that came out, I think it was in the 50s. It was a sound effect that was used for a movie. And people loved it, and it just blew up. And you can hear this scream in hundreds of movies, including Star Wars, Indiana Jones. I want you guys to listen for it next time. Next time you're watching a movie, listen for that Wilhelm scream. Let me play it for you again. I know it rings a bell, but wait, we're not here to talk about sound effects in Hollywood, we're here to babble on about bees. To babble on is seguir hablando, hablar mucho sobre un tema. To babble on about bees. Y viene del Torre de Babel, right? The Tower of Babel, that classic story. So I know you've heard that scream before, but believe me. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Believe me, we came here to talk about bees. Now, this is an interesting fact that I came across. The honeybee, and we'll talk about all the different kinds afterwards, but the honeybee is the only insect that produces food eaten by man, by humankind. I know, that sounds pretty crazy. But yeah, we eat animals, but they don't produce our food. And we'll find out how the honeybee 
is so important to our ecosystem and life here on Earth. And we'll also tell you that there's a little technicality here. There are other bees, such as wasps, that make honey, but only in small amounts. So, yeah, technically, wasps also produce food eaten by humans. But honeybees are really the kings, or shall I say, the queens. And we're going to talk about that later, too. We'll talk about the types of bees, and we'll also talk about their different roles, such as the queen, the drone. Drone is thangano. Hmm, if you think about it, that drone, that thing that flies, it looks like a thangano. I love it when things make sense. So right off the bat, we see that bees are not only special, but they are essential. And we're going to look at a lot of fun facts. Remember, folks, there's a bonus episode that comes out every week along with this episode. You can also get PDF documents with all the vocabulary, and you can get weekly and monthly classes with me. It's tons of fun, and I sure hope you'll join us. It's all over on patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And I want to send a shout out to everybody in my curious community, especially my super duper students, Marta, Candy, Javier, Roberto, David, Jose Maria, Mila, Alex, Edgar, and Aina. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Lina, Isa, Paco, Diego, and the lovely Carmen. If you guys want to find out about how you can join our curious community, go on over to patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And if you want a sample, well, just reach out on social media. Contacta conmigo in redes sociales. I'll give you a few fun facts right now just to whet your appetite. You know why bees are so noisy? And be careful with this word. Noisy, escandaloso, ruidoso. And nosy, es que el mete la nariz donde no tiene que estar. Right? Nose, nosy. Noise, noisy. I have seen students mix them up quite a bit. Well, why are bees so noisy? What do you think? Well, it's because they beat their wings or they flap their wings 11,400 times in one minute. Now, I've done the math here. That is 190 times a second. Move over, Usain Bolt. Another fun fact. If you're worried about getting stung, well, just make sure that you only hang around male bees. What? Well, male bees don't have stingers, those things that are at the end that logically sting you. It's only females, hembras, only female bees that can sting. And what it is, is the stinger is a modified egg-laying device. O sea, un aparato que deja huevos. And then it serves as a stinger. Wow, these animals are fascinating and we're going to learn so much more in the rest of the first episode, and of course, more fun facts in the bonus episode. I always like to define things as well, because sometimes defining it, you look at the basics. We define a bee as 
a stinging winged insect. Okay, and in fact, they have four wings. They have two wings on each side, which hook together to form one larger pair when they're flying. And then they unhook when they're not flying. So these little animals are like well-oiled machines, and we'll see that. I mean, think about that. Four wings, five eyes. They are really sensitive. Their five senses are on fire, or maybe not all of them. But again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. A stinging winged insect which collects nectar and pollen. I think I don't have to tell you what those words are. And produces wax, theta, and honey, and lives in large communities. That's why I love defining things. What is a bee? There you go. Speaking of their senses, they smell really good. What? ¿Que huelen bien? Well, yeah, that has two meanings in English. Huelen muy bien o tienen buen olfato. Well, in this case, I'm talking about olfato. They smell really good. Why? They have 170 odorant receptors. Receptores, I think you say. And that means that they have got a sense of smell like nobody. Now, when I think of bees, I just don't think of them smelling. But they smell really well. Because when you think about animals with a good sense of smell, you usually think about a dog, you know, a hound dog, un sabueso. But I wouldn't think bees. But sure, if they have 170 receptors, that's a lot of reception. We also mentioned that they were social butterflies. What? Social butterflies? I thought we're talking about bees here. Well, a social butterfly is somebody who is very social, very gregarious. And they are. They're very social animals, as I said in the intro. Honeybees and bumblebees. Now, bumblebees, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the difference, but bumblebees are usually more round and more fuzzy. Tienen más pelo. And honeybees are usually smaller and thinner. That would be the difference between a honeybee and a bumblebee. And they often, both of these, they live in hives, as we said before. No me acuerdo de la palabra. I'll have to look at the, the vocabulary sheets. But these hives can be above or below ground. And that's pretty interesting because I always think of them above ground. And you can find them in a lot of locations, sometimes in rather shocking or surprising situations. Because you can find them in marshes. A marsh is like a muddy area. You can find them in sand dunes, cliffs, wetlands, quarries. A quarry is una cantera. So they can live in a lot of different atmospheres. But one thing is certain. They stick together. Hacen piña. I love that. They make pineapple. Bueno, en inglés no se dice así. They stick together. And altogether, a hive of bees can fly over 55,000 miles. I know, I know, Europeans, 88,500 kilometers to make honey. And you know how much they make with all that flying back and forth? That makes them about one pound of honey. So it seems like a lot of work. It seems like thankless work. Now, one pound, for my European friends, is 
0.45 kilos, so a little bit under a half a kilo. That's a lot of work for a little bit of honey. And in a year's time, they can create about 100 pounds of honey, the equivalent of around 45 kilos. That's yearly. Also, while we're on the topic of beehives, a beehive is not only a place where bees hang out, but it's also an old-school haircut. It was also called a B-52, a B-52 or a beehive. The reason they called it a beehive is because it looked like a beehive, or some say it looked like the nose of the B-52 bomber, un avión americano. And if you're a fan of the group, the B-52s, which I am, I love the song, Roam if you want to, roam around the world. Deambula, si quieres, deambula por el mundo. Well, the reason, and I never realized this, because it, when, in my area, we call it a beehive. But in some areas, they call it a B-52. Well, if you watch the videos, the B-52, the group, their videos, guess what haircut they have? They have the beehive, a.k.a. the B-52. Mind blown. And now we're going to change gears. As promised, lo prometido es deuda, as promised, we're going to take a look at the different kinds. Now, we already talked about honeybees, which I think are the most common ones and the ones I'm referring to today in general. Then, as we said, bumblebees, they're rounder and, well, they're just a little bit more fuzzy. Then, inside of our honeybee community, we've got the queen. The queen bee, as she is called. And if the queen bee dies in a hive, the workers can create a new queen bee. Yeah, they don't vote, they create. Although we will find that bees use a voting system and we'll find out about that in the bonus part. So how do they create this replacement queen bee? They select one of the young larvae and they feed it a special kind of food which is called royal jelly. And this helps this selected larva turn into a fertile queen. It sounds like a scene from the movie Alien, but that's so cool. Again, something we're seeing about bees here is they are so complex, you know, so small, but they have so much going on. During peak production, the queen bee can lay around 2,000 eggs per day. That's a lot of eggs. I mean, it must be really, really tiring. And worker females. Now, we've got the queen bee, we said. We've got the workers. The worker is the, the second kind of bee in this scheme, in this dream team they put together. So we've got the queen. We've got the workers. The workers are female bees that don't lay eggs. And they live for about five weeks in the spring or summer and up to six months only. Yeah, only six months during the winter. But the worker bees, their job is to set up shop, montar el chiringuito, and to protect 
the hive as well. While the honeybees, well, they're busy laying eggs. As I said, 2,000 eggs, whoa. And then thirdly, we have the drones, los zánganos. They are the male ones and they are the largest. And you guessed it, their job is to fertilize the queen. Now the queen may mate, to mate is to procreate, with up to 17 drones over a one or two day mating period. And the crazy part is, okay, she's, uh, she's doing a lot of mating, but the drones die after they mate. So that's a, a pretty tragic thing, but I guess death brings life if you want to get philosophical. Oh my God. I just realized, no wonder I didn't recognize any of the words before. I've got word reference on in Italian. <laughs> I'm like, none of these words ring a bell. Oh my God. Well, hey, look at it this way. At least we learned some Italian words in the first part of the show. The next one I want to look at is hornets. And you might recognize this if you like basketball. The Charlotte Hornets. And it's still in Italian. I don't know why it's giving it to me. Espanol, Inglés. What is going on here? English definition. All right, all right. I think I finally got it in Spanish. <laughs> Who knew we were going to get an Italian lesson today? Well, a hornet is... Avispón, they say in Spanish. So it makes sense. Avispa, pues una grande, avispón. And then don't forget about wasps. And hornets, I didn't tell you this, I should have mentioned this. Hornets are the enemy of bees. They are predators. I think you say depredadores. Then we've got wasps, as I just said. And wasps are white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. <laughs> Okay, bueno, también, to be a wasp is a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. But no, I'm talking about avispa. And hornets belong to this family. So hornets, avispones, belong to the wasp family. But again, they're predators as well. And believe it or not, honeybees, along with many other bee species, are believed to be descendants of wasps. And again, I don't mean white Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Or like the group. There's a, a heavy metal group called WASP. And in their case, it stands for We Are Sexual Perverts. Hey, we're not talking about that today. Get your mind out of the gutter. And we're going to wrap up the first part of today's show talking about their importance to the ecosystem. Almost 90% of wild plants and 75% of leading global crops, cosechas, depend on animal pollination. One out of every three mouthfuls, o sea, bocas llenas, mouthfuls of food depends on pollinators such as bees. And crops that depend on pollination are five times more valuable than those that do not. Because they're waiting for this magical process to happen. Do you like kiwi? I'm sure you do. What about cotton? You'd have to take off your jeans and your shirt if you don't like cotton. And eggplant? Berenjena? Blueberry? Cranberries? Well, these would all cease to exist if bees ceased to exist. 
So a world without bees would not only cause a financial crisis, but it would cause a global food crisis as well. Now, that doesn't mean I like bees. I still don't want to get stung. But now I respect them a little more. And I'm going to wrap up with this expression. You can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. And this means you can get much more done in life by being nice than by being mean to people. Again, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. We'll take a look at more idioms and fun facts in the bonus episode. You guys should join us. It's going to be the bee's knees, que significa la bomba. Thanks so much for joining us in this part of today's FYI.